You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Thursday, October 5th. The 49ers are preparing for a week five game that feels like a playoff game so early in the season, at least to us fans and media. I don't know how the players feel about it, but I don't know. Feels like a lot of hype is building up. Cowboy Week continues. And joining me to talk about the big game is Rob Stats Guerrera. Is always on a Thursday. How you doing, Rob? Oh, Steph, I'm so excited for this game. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. And and I'm gonna ask you later, like about your ideal game day experience, because I know you'll be there. It's your first game at Levi's, right? First NFL game, first Niner game, everything. All right, we're we're going to make sure that uh, we send Rob off with some great recommendations of things he can do, not just in Santa Clara. There's not much to do in Santa Clara, but in <laughs> around, uh, you know, Levi's and, you know, what you should do for a great game day experience. But, Rob, you know, we've been doing these uh, this week in 49ers history. Last week we did one. You know, this week I thought that with all the history with the 49ers and the Cowboys, it'd be cool to kind of lean into that and, and share maybe some of our most memorable 49er Cowboys moments. And I'll go first. Cause uh, I know I kind of sprung this up on you, give you a chance to think about it. For me, mine is uh Terrell Owens touchdown celebration on the Dallas Cowboys star. It happened September 24th, 2000. So maybe like two weeks ago, in the 2000s so scored he scored two touchdowns on the day and on both touchdowns he made it a point to go to that damn star and celebrate on it that's crazy to me because i don't know if like anything like that would ever happen again uh so i i gotta give to props for having the balls to do it that was an all-time memory for me because to goes to the star and then everybody on dallas gets mad and then the cowboys score and emmett goes and runs to the star and spikes the ball on the star. It's just not the same though. It's not the, like, it's not the same when like a Cowboys player goes to their own star, you know, but know. then Tio scored again. And when he went back, that's when George T came and tried to take his head off. Uh, it was so, so good. And the NFL, I'm sure would have all sorts of penalties now. And it would have been terrible. They would have killed the whole moment, but that will live uh, forever for me. Uh, another Cowboys Niners memory I have is Alvin Harper uh, before the 94 NFC championship game. Alvin Harper said, oh, well, they got a real number 80 over here. They got a fake number 80 over there. And it was like, oh, OK, we're going to talk about Jerry Rice that way. And then the Niners went out and whooped the Cowboys and, of course, went on to win the Super Bowl that year. So those are the two things that jump out to me. Okay. Well, I'm surprised none of us mentioned the catch, but like, to be fair, like I, you know, I wasn't alive for that. And right. So yeah, (laughs) it, it, it makes sense. But despite not being alive for it, I get chills when I watch like clips of the catch. That's how great that moment is. I think for 49ers history, but I think one of my favorites in, in recent history is, is this, can we do this again to the Cowboys fans? Uh, Can we have them crying Sunday night football pan to the fans? They're crying over the game. I, I love this so much because well, this was a playoff game, the NFC wildcard for the audio listeners. I'm pretty much showing the screen grabs of the Cowboys fans who looked very sad after uh, they knew that their team 
was going to lose that game. This is just like, this is cinema to me. Like this is, this is what it's all about. And I, I love this because they're, they're so sad. Like, I, I don't know if, if the 49ers lost to the Cowboys in the wild card. I don't think the fans would be this sad to be fair. When it's Dallas and they haven't made an NFC title game in 28 years. This is the look at the faces. This is the face of I can't believe this is happening to us again. That's what that, that's what those faces are. Look at it. It's a disbelief. Like they'll never wake up from this nightmare. That's what your life has been like as a cowboy fan. And I could say I hate to see it, but I really don't. Let's be honest. I really don't. Uh, but well, the thing is, like they they go into every season saying to themselves, "This is our year," mm-hmm. and and it's just like this trick that they play on themselves. So when it's not their year, ultimately at the end of you know wild card, whenever they get eliminated, that's the reaction you get. I I love it. I I know it's just week five, but I would love to see some Cowboys fans in the stands. Hopefully, not too many. But I'd love to see some, uh, you know, looking very very sad. Um, but look, I, I saw some discussion on Twitter happening in the last 24 hours of who's the 49ers biggest rival. I, and I actually, I talked to some, uh, Cowboys fans about this and they actually said, yeah, like the 49ers are a big rival, but we definitely hate the Eagles and giants more. And that makes sense. Cause like it's division. Uh, but between the Cowboys and the Seahawks, because there's so much history with the Cowboys that goes like so far back, I, I feel like it's kind of a toss up. What do you think, uh, Rob? Well, I mean, right now, today, October 5th, it's the Eagles. That's clearly the Niners rival because of the playoff game, because of the chatter that came after it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're going to play again this year. I think that's the Niners' biggest rival because that they don't look at anybody else in the NFC as a problem, I think. I think the Niners are saying, look, the Eagles are the only team that's standing in our way of a Super Bowl in the NFC, and we think we would have beat them, and we never got that chance because Brock Purdy got hurt. That's it. I I think in the Niners' heads, they think if they beat the Eagles in the regular season this year, that'll be like, okay, now we know. This is it. That's fair, but when I think rival, I think like history – like there's some history between the two teams. So I don't know if there's enough history against the Eagles right now to really put them in that category. I think if we're just talking 2023, sure. Uh, but I don't know. I, like certainly that game in week 13 is, is going to be one for the ages, but I don't know if I'm thinking that's like a, a rivalry. I think for me, like, I think I hate the Seahawks more, but I understand how big and, and how, long this Cowboys rivalry like goes especially for fans who have been with the team for since the 90s 80s all that they they know how big this is that's fair but I also I'm old enough to remember 2020 when Niners Cowboys was flexed out of Sunday night football in week 15 because their both teams were terrible so like you know it has its it's waning you know it has its like yeah. rises and falls uh, and it's definitely uh, definitely at a peak right now, for sure. Yeah, that's true for the Seahawks, too. But I think, like, division games or division rivals are always just a little more annoying because you gotta you have to play them twice a year. And, I mean, for the Seahawks, they've managed to be just good enough, even when the 49ers have been at their peak, you know, these last couple of years. The Seahawks just 
ugh, they just hang around and I just <laughs> uh just want to I hate them. So yeah, I I understand the Cowboys rivalry. For me, it's the Seahawks. And for you, Robbie said it's the Eagles. So yeah. And Tyler here said Rams. I mean, yeah, I sure that's that's one too. Rams. It's not a rivalry. Respectfully, respect, yeah, respectfully to them, they're not good enough to to be in the conversation for rivalry because the 49ers the No, the ants doesn't have a rivalry with a boot, okay? And the 49ers have stomped on the Rams nine straight times in the regular season. That's not a rivalry. That's not a rivalry. That's an ownage. Like that's just yeah. (laughs) That's domination right there. No respect. Yeah, no respect. That's, That's fair. All right. Well, there's some injuries to track um, as far as the players who did not practice on Wednesday. Drake Greenlaw dealing with an ankle injury. Same one he had uh, last week, but he did play through it. Uh, Charvarius Ward dealing with a heel injury. And Elijah Mitchell, who missed last week's game, still dealing with that knee injury. Debo and Juwan Jennings were both limited. And I'm assuming that like Mooney Ward heel injury is not going to be enough to keep him out of this game. So it seems like the 49ers like are pretty healthy going into this game. And I'm actually, I've been so impressed and I, I guess I'm like kind of waiting for a shoe to drop here, but I've been so impressed. Don't say it. I, don't yeah, I know. It. I don't even want to say it. Is it, it, does it count? Like, can I say it if I knock on wood? No, we're good. We, I got okay. it. Everyone knows what you're okay. talking about. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Well, the last time these two teams faced off, it was towards the end of the season. You know, both teams are battered and bruised. Christian McCaffrey, he did play in that game, but he wasn't 100%. And, you know, I think he was on KNBR yesterday, and he talked about how much that injury sucked and how painful it was. Uh, Tony Pollard got hurt in the middle of that game. So I think I'm just glad that both teams are relatively healthy for the most part. I know Diggs uh, for, you know, the Cowboys, he's out. Uh, but aside from that, like, I think going into this one, both teams are ready. Both teams are pretty healthy. And I I love that because that's the best part about football when you get good players from both teams just going at it and it it's going to be a high-caliber matchup. How much do you think McCaffrey and Pollard both being healthy for this one changes the outlook for both of these offenses? I think it changes a lot, to be honest with you. I think a lot of Cowboy fans, that was their go-to, right? When they lost, it was like, yeah, we lost, but Tony Pollard got injured. If Pollard doesn't get hurt, it's a totally different game. And I think they're right. I mean, so much of what they can do, they're so versatile for for each team. Because Tony Pollard is like Christian McCaffrey light. He's not as good as Christian McCaffrey, but he's really, really close. And they're going to use him a lot of the same ways, I think. And so you could argue that the, the offense is the success of either offense actually comes down to both of the running backs. Um, I was told, or we were all told by a fan, a Cowboys fan on Twitter, that Tony Pollard is better than Christian McCaffrey, and he's going to show the world on Sunday. That's what I was told. I, I don't think it's true. Well, it's funny. I actually think that there's a little, like, there's three matchups, I think, that have that kind of juice. One is the CMC Pollard, because they're, like, similar players. The other is CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Ayuk both drafted in the same draft class. Kyle Shanahan himself has talked about how much he loved CeeDee Lamb. The Niners could have drafted CeeDee Lamb that year and chose not to and ended up taking Ayuk later in the first round. And Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons. And for obvious reasons, Micah clearly talked about wanting the defensive player of the year and told Nick Bosa, hey, I'm coming for your DPOI this year. 
And Nick Bosa, at least sack wise, has not gotten off to the kind of start that Micah Parsons has. So I think like those three kind of individual matchups have some juice this week. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, just across the board, there's there's a lot. I mean, you could even look at I look at Fred Warner and Dak Prescott because to me, that's a that's a good one. And I just Mm -hmm. remember that picture of like. Fred Warner pointing right at Dak and it's just like he's in his head he's such in his head or he's so in his head but on the de- or the the rushing for both of these teams I want to talk about the run defense because both of these teams love to run the football that's kind of like what they build their offense around 49ers 52.6% of their plays are run that's the second most in the league through the first four weeks only behind the Ravens and Dallas runs the fifth most in the league so if you if you look at that you see how important run defense is going to be for both of these teams and so I I'm looking at both of you know the defenses and I'm thinking the 49ers have an edge here over the Cowboys and being able to stop the run the 49ers are averaging uh, 66 yards allowed for their opponents on the ground. That's third best in the league. They're allowing 3.9 yards per carry. That's 11th best. And on the other side, you have the Cowboys who are kind of just middle of the pack, I would say. Um, 111.8 rushing yards per game allowed. That's 16th. And then rushing yards per carry, 4.6. Funny enough, Christian McCaffrey, or the 49ers as a whole right now, are averaging 4.6 yards per carry. So that's what the Dallas Cowboys are giving up. I think the 49ers would take that all day. I know the Cowboys are probably going to have an emphasis on stopping Christian McCaffrey, but what have we been saying, Rob? Every single team, that's their emphasis. They haven't been able to do it. Well, not only that, but great. You stopped Christian McCaffrey. Now you only have to deal with two more all pros and Brandon Ayuk. Like, congratulations. That's the the insanity, the embarrassment of riches that the 49ers have on offense. So it's like, I get, I would agree. If I were the Cowboys, I would say 23 is the guy we got to stop. But the Niners have the luxury of having so many other options. And I do think eventually teams are going to slow down McCaffrey a little bit, but the Niners can pick him up. So I, it's just such a hard task for any defense right now against this freaking scoring machine that's in San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. And I'll just mention this one last thing. I mean, looking at the Cowboys rushing defense, I don't think they've even played teams that I would say like, oh yeah, like that's a good rushing team right there. That's a good rushing attack. They're going to get theirs. They've played the Giants, the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Patriots. I mean, who of those teams are you thinking to yourself like that's a that's a really good rushing offense? Maybe the Cardinals, if anything, who they did lose to. Uh, and they got so, run over. They gave up two twenty two on the ground to the Cardinals. Exactly. So that's what that's what I'm saying. I think if if we're looking at that, the 49ers do have the advantage there. Um, but there's one thing I want to talk about, Rob, and it's that everyone is talking about how important this game is for the Cowboys and mm-hmm. Oh, they need this. This is so important to them. They need to get the monkey off their back. All those things are true, but I I feel like no one's thinking about how important this game is for the 49ers too. And, you know, maybe for different reasons than it is for the Cowboys. And I thought um, Brad Sham, um, who is the Cowboys broadcaster, he said, mm-hmm. uh, quote, the 49ers are carrying a grudge against the world from not having won a Super Bowl the last couple of years. 
they believe they were good enough to have done it. And this is just a step on the way to their mission. Cowboys and the 49ers are not really on the same level. The Cowboys are trying to prove we can get over the 49ers. The 49ers are trying to prove we can get to a Super Bowl. That's not the same thing. And for the 49ers, like, I I think this quiet confidence that we've seen from them to start this season, I don't know if you've noticed it, Rob, but, like, I don't know. There's just this sense of we know how good we are, and we're not going to, like, sleepwalk and and slow start our way through this season. Like, we are ready from the get-go because we have one goal in mind, and every team has the same goal in mind. But the 49ers have been so close so many times a lot of these guys, a lot of these veterans who are still on the team today, most of them have experienced being that close and, and not getting it. And so I, I think there's a different type of motivation there for them. And if, to me, that this is important for the 49ers too, to just, this is Cowboys are just another stepping stone here. The Cowboys have literally said they're using this game as a measuring stick. Like they have yeah. flat out said that. So clearly it's not another game to them. The Niners have talked about, they know it's a big game also, but how many times have we heard Steph, right? It's hard to climb the mountain year after year when you get close and you don't get there and you don't pick up right where you left off. That it's a new year, except the 49ers have. And it really reminds me of, I'm old enough to say this. It reminds me of 92, 93. Now going into that 94 season, it was like, there's only one game that matters in the regular season. It's the game where we match up against the Cowboys. It was just, just get to the playoffs. We know what the NFC championship game is going to be. And it was like, we have a job to do it. That was the expectation there. And that's what it feels like this year. It feels like, all right, let's go. We know how good we are. Doesn't matter if we win 10 games in regular season or 13 or 15. The only thing that matters is what happens when we get to the playoffs. And I think the Niners want to send a statement to Dallas. Guess what? When we get to the playoffs again, it's going to be more of the same. So just get ready for it because we're still here and we're coming to whoop that ass. Yeah, it's it's got to be pretty demoralizing for the Cowboys. But I I think for the for the 49ers, like earlier this week, I, I was on a show with uh, Ashley Ariana and I, I compared it to like when you're playing a video game. Think of back in the day, Game Boy days. And you got so far in a level and you were so close to beating the level and then something happens, it erases your memory, you you weren't able to save in time, you have to start that level all over again. And it sucks, that feeling, but you know that you already got past like 90% of it, you just have to do it again, you know you can do it. So. I, I really compared it to that because it's tough to start anew in a clean slate pretty much. But I think the 49ers are beyond the point of wondering and asking themselves, can we do it? They know they can. And so far they're showing that they can and they're improving each and every week, it seems like, which is pretty scary to think. But, man, that that's where we're at with this team, just a bunch of talent. And and I love that about them. They this is. This is the best offense that Kyle Shanahan has had with the 49ers. I think it's obvious. I think it's pretty clear. I think they recognize it. I think they understand what works. And I just think everybody is pulling in the same direction. And it's just a team on a mission right now. Brock Purdy's talked about it. He said everything. He said from the meetings to the way we lift 
to everything. We understand that we are on a mission and they look like Terminators right now, like a, a machine sent back in time for one purpose. And that purpose is to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, we know how desperate the Cowboys are to, to get over the 49ers hump and they feel this game will help them get there. So much so that they're going to ask and grill Trey Lance for information, intel on the 49ers. How's that going to go for them? I thought it was pretty funny that, you know, both uh, Kyle and a few players were asked about it. You know, I I just thought it was funny, their responses. And I have Kyle's uh, pulled up right here. We'll, we'll just check that out. How much did Trey Lance realistically reveal to the Cowboys about your offense? Um, I mean – as much as most coaches can. I mean, you can see the plays on tape. You can explain what we look at and stuff like that, which usually you can when you can stack up a lot of tape over years. And we've been here for a while and previous. So um, hopefully he's talking to them all the time and making them focus totally on that instead of the simple stuff of watching the tape. I want to, I want to also share Nick Bosa's <laughs> uh, clip because he kind of laughed, and I, I thought it was kind of humorous, so we'll play that. You guys talk about when you play divisional opponents and you see them twice a year, there isn't a lot that they do to, to fool you. Have you seen the Cowboys as frequently as you had? Is that kind of the same type scenario with them this time? Yeah, I think um, we have an idea of what they're going to do, um, and they have Trey, so I'm sure they have an idea. How much do you think Trey? <laughs> He, he couldn't even keep a straight face. What was that about? I mean, he was chuckling at the mere thought of it. And look, Brian Schottenheimer was asked about it, too. After the game last week, he was asked about that. He kind of joked about it, too. Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan were on the same staff together, okay? Like, there is nothing that Trey Lance can tell Dan Quinn that Dan Quinn doesn't already know. And by the way, that goes both ways because the Niners have Anthony Brown, who was with the Cowboys for years. So, like, there are it's there's way too many ties between these two teams that like, I don't think anyone's going to have an advantage with that stuff one way or the other, but it was interesting. Like, and Bosa wasn't even asked specifically about Trey and he brought, at least Kyle was specifically asked, which by the way, I take credit for that because I did a show with Grant yesterday before he went to the facility and I told him, you got to ask about that. So I'm, I'm taking credit. Nice. All right. We'll, we'll give you that credit. It was a, it was a fine answer or from uh, it was a fine question and a fine answer. I thought, because, uh, I mean, what really could could Trey give them? Wouldn't it be funny? Well, it wouldn't be funny if if Dak got hurt. But let's just imagine in an alternate universe, Dak gets hurt in this game. Trey Lance has to come in and play his former team. I mean, well, he's the emergency quarterback. Cooper Rush would be the backup. Rob, I said an alternate <laughs> universe. Okay, Sorry. Cooper Rush isn't there. Right. Just saying. Well, let me just tell you. If I fly 3,000 miles across the country to go to my first 49ers game and Trey Lance gets in and kicks the 49ers ass, that may be it for me. Like, that may be it. That may shut the fandom down. I may just close up shop and never appear again. I Yeah, I have a feeling that won't happen. And, and you'll have a great time, Rob, I think, regardless. But another thing that I want to talk about that I think is going to be a key to this game. And we already talked about, you know, how the running game is going to be big for both of these teams. Penalties though, penalties. Mm. Cause I just imagine a very grinded out game. I remember as much in, in the divisional game last season and 
it was kind of just who's going to make the first mistake first, right? And I can tell you that, you know, the 49ers have, it seemed like they looked to improve that, you know, going into that mini buy, they were averaging 6.8 penalties a game, or now they are at 6.8, sorry. But they were averaging, I think, like between, you know, six and seven. I guess they still are. But last week, they only had four. So I feel like the 49ers are kind of improving in that aspect. Dallas is also pretty bad with the penalties. They're averaging um, 7.3. That's uh, six most. So it, it could come down to who makes these silly mistakes in these high-pressure moments because if the game is going to be that close, these little things do become the bit, big things for these both teams. 100%. And look, we know the Cowboys are going to be pumped up going into this game. If I'm the Niners, maybe, you you know, maybe you try to get in their heads a little bit, see if you can draw a couple personal foul penalties, something like that. Uh, we've seen, you know, with the way the 49ers block guys like Brandon, Ayuk just, you know, blocking to the echo of the whistle, as they say, you know, maybe you can get the Cowboys a little riled up, take advantage of all the, the juice and the enthusiasm that they're going to have in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the 49ers are, pretty well disciplined team and i think to start the season they had these penalties like on special teams and trey greenlaw was you know getting those ticky tacky calls last week he was putting his hands up after every tackle he's he's been way more careful i think like the whole team is is being way more careful um but the one advantage that the cowboys do have in forcing mistakes is their defense is generating turnovers at a pretty high rate right now they have 10 takeaways on the season and both of these offenses so far are doing a pretty good job of taking care of the football Dak has just one interception three um turnover worthy plays so far Brock has no interceptions but he has five turnover turnover worthy plays on the season so again like it really might come down to which of these two guys make a mistake and I don't know about you Rob but I think you can kind of – if the defense could grind out this game, kind of take what Dak is giving them on offense because I think they're going to do this like dink and dunk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think after a while, Dak is going to want to try to, you know, try to win the game. And that's where I think the 49ers could have an advantage and, and could get a turnover out of Dak. Um, because if the game is close, if the game is tight, someone's feeling like I have to do something else to to win this game. What we're doing so far is not working. All right, let me try to squeeze it into this uh, this tight window here. Boom, interception. I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. You got to tire out. It's like a mental game, these games against the Cowboys. You really got to like wear them down, both mentally and physically, I think, in – I don't know. I just feel like the 49ers defense has the edge there, but not to say that you, they, they also need to be very careful with the Cowboys defense because they're, they're hungry. Yeah. I think the best possible scenario for the 49ers is to put pressure on deck early. Not, I'm not talking about pass rush pressure. I'm talking about scoreboard pressure. Niners get the Mm -hmm. ball first. They go up seven. I would love for the Niners to get the ball first, go and score a touchdown. And so before Dak even touches the football in this game, he's already losing. He already feels like, oh, we got to go. We got to come back. I think the 49ers are in Dak's head. I really do. I said it before and after the playoff game last year. They're in his head. They're in the Cowboys' heads. So I would love 
to do that score first. And then Dak already has to feel like you're talking about, like I need to make a play, especially if the Cowboys go three and out in their first couple of series. I do think that's a thing. I think it matters. And to me, that's the best option because I think Dak, he could get into a little quicksand where the situation just kind of snowballs on him. And it's like, Oh no, here we go again. And that's great. Like if the 49ers score early and you know, Cowboys start to feel that pressure. Dak starts to feel that pressure. That's great, but it's easier said than done, of course. The Cowboys mm-hmm. defense right now is allowing just 10.5 points per game on average. That's best in the league through the first four weeks. In away games, they're giving up 14 points for whatever you know that's worth. Um, 49ers offense is averaging, as we know, 31.3 points per game. Uh, so something's something's got to give, right? Like you know, someone's gonna bend here a little bit. The uh, the Cowboys' offense is averaging 31 points per game, but limiting teams to but the 49ers are limiting teams to 14 and a half points per game. So it, the scoring differences here is really interesting. I do think obviously this is the best offense that either defense has faced to this point this year. So. Saying that this is a good measuring stick for the Cowboys is good. It's accurate. Same thing for the 49ers too, though. Yeah, I think it's more of a measuring stick for the Cowboys than the Niners. Like, because if the if the Niners lose this game, no one's going to be like, well, they can't make the Super Bowl. You're going to be like, ah, it's, yeah, a tough yeah. loss. it's their first loss in 15 regular season games. Like, it would hurt. And especially because with the seating implications and all that stuff. But if the Cowboys lose, then it's like, they can't beat the 49ers. Even if they get to the playoffs, they're going to have to play the 49ers again, and they can't beat the 49ers. So I think it's a little different for the 49ers and the Cowboys. But, like, is the Cowboys' offense that good? I don't really know. Honestly, like, their defense has set up a lot of what they do on offense. They have had all sorts of problems in the red zone this year. They cannot close the deal when they get in the red zone. That's part of the reason they lost to Arizona. I'd feel like if the Niners don't turn it over and make the Cowboys have to drive down the field again and again and again against them, I just have more faith in the Niners to do it against Dallas than I have in Dallas to do it against the Niners. I feel like the Cowboys are the 49ers last season when they had Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback and their you know, the 49ers defense was, you know, at times carrying the team. They were one of the top defenses in the league, the top defense in the league. So it's very similar in that way. So if I'm the 49ers, I, I feel like I can, if I force Dak to throw the football, just like, you know, teams used to game plan against the 49ers offense. Let's just get Jimmy (laughs) to throw the ball. Um, I think it can work in the 49ers favor. And yeah, like I do think part of it is the Cowboys have had the benefit of playing these, pretty bad teams so far but i don't know the 49ers have two so i don't know i don't want to take away from what the 49ers have done by making that same statement about the cowboys but the cowboys lost to the cardinals by multiple scores and the niners blew them out so like yeah they've played the same teams i had a cowboy fan try and say that oh the niners have played bum ass teams all year it's like well you played two of the same teams and you lost to one of them so what does that say about you so This is clearly the biggest test for both teams, but I just, I don't know. I feel really confident. This is, I felt this confident going into the playoff game last year. Like I don't see how the 49ers lose. And that's wild to say, because the Cowboys are not a bad team, but 
how can you pick against this team right now when they've won 14 straight in the regular season? They've scored 30 points in seven straight regular season games. How can you pick? How can you pick against them? It sounds weird to say, but I think it's true. No, you can't. I think, um, was it ESPN? There was only one analyst who picked the Cowboys to win. It was Adam Rank. <laughs> so maybe that's a good omen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it could be. <laughs> yeah, uh, we I know mean, our history with Adam Rank. Yeah, we do. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the 49ers, just the history that they've had with the Cowboys, like the Cowboys just need to prove that they can do it. They haven't. So advantage 49ers, right? And everyone in everyone's heads. And because the 49ers are in the Cowboys heads, I don't think that necessarily helps them. Like it, it really doesn't. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys will beat the 49ers when the 49ers are bad. Not now. Not now. <laughs> I have said, and I don't know if you agree with this. If you told me every single team is going to play at their absolute best, I don't think the Niners lose. Even the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. If the Niners are at their best on both sides of the ball, I don't think anybody in the league beats them. I I think so, too. The closest right now who I'm, like, looking at are the Bills because they're they're a juggernaut as well on both sides of the ball. Yes. That's the only one, though, that I'd be like, that could be a toss-up. But I, yeah, it's hard to argue. I think the 49ers look great right now on both sides of the ball. Even the defense, despite what everyone is saying about the defense, it's really starting to, starting to piss me off. I know they're not getting the sacks, but this is still a really good defense. I think Steve Wilkes is going to hone in, you know, at some point, ideally in this game. And they, I think they're going to make more strides. They're going to get even better, those sacks are going to start to fall. Like Nick Bosa said the same thing. They've gotten so close. The pressure is there. It is there, all right? They just it has to, at some point, something's got to give. They're they're going to get it. So maybe Bosa's not going to be DPOY again, but this defense is still going to be good, and it's good enough to win you a championship. Uh, Tyler here says, I have a question for you both. Who is the best team the Cowboys have played so far? So from the teams that I mentioned, Rob, they, they have played the giants, the jets, and I'm trying to find where I had that, uh, the Cardinals and the Patriots. Patriots. I I mean, I, I would say the Cardinals were the best team that they've faced so far. Um, you know, the Patriots have a good defense, decent defense, but I, I saw clips of that game. Mac Jones looked terrible. Um, and he's just a, I don't know. He's, he's not Brock Purdy. I'll tell you that. And yeah, I think the Cardinals are the best team. They're, they're probably the most balanced team as well that, that the Cowboys have faced to this point. Yeah. I think I have to agree. Now, if obviously if the Jets had Aaron Rodgers, I'd feel differently, Yeah, but I think it is the Cardinals and they lost that game and they lost it. Like I said, by two scores. So I think that the Niners defense is probably better than they've played a little bit. And the Cowboys is probably a little worse, especially without digs. And especially I feel like when the other team doesn't turn it over, you can move the ball on this defense. There's vulnerabilities there. And so that's going to be obviously huge, huge, huge on Sunday night. Yeah, I I can't wait for this game. I'm going to rewatch the divisional round game cuz I'm I'm pumped. I know NFL Network's going to be playing it as well leading up to Sunday. Uh but lastly before we head out of here, um Rob, like what what are your thoughts on just going out to to Levi's? Are you going to be tailgating? What what's the plan for you? 
So I'm in, I have to go to Reno for a wedding. That's why I'm going to be out West. So I'm going to Reno. So I have to drive from Reno to the stadium that day. It's about a four hour drive. So okay. I'm going to, me and my buddy are going, we're dropping the wives off in San Francisco so they can go on a food tour, or do whatever they want to do. And then we're going to the stadium. So I'm hoping to get to the stadium at like three o'clock as three or between like three and four, which I know is not a ton of time but it's, it's the earliest I'm going to be able to get there. So I'm going to try and do some tailgating. I keep hearing good things about the team museum. I really want to go to the team store and waste a bunch. Of, I mean, spend a bunch of money on some more 49ers gear. Like you got to buy something at the store while you're there. So I'm going to just try and soak it all in. I, I just can't wait to be, you know, I live in Connecticut. I grew, I root for the Niners. I root for the Mariners. So I'm not used to being in friendly confines. When I see my team play, I'm usually in the, the other team's stadium. So I'm just looking forward to being able to cheer loudly and being able to just enjoy being around more people that root for the same team I do. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a blast, man. I'm so excited. This is your first NFL game. Like what a matchup to, to go to. Right. Um, yeah, definitely check out the, well, the museum, if you can, uh, you should check it out. It is pretty cool. Um, and then also the team store is pretty nice as well. Uh, they have the Montana statue in the front. They also have the, uh, um, oh, my God, what's the the statue of the catch? Um, White Clark? Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's uh, it's Clark and, and Montana, and they have them right by the front. And that's kind of near the, the main um, store. So make make sure you take some pictures with that because that's that's really fun as well it's gonna um, be awesome and if anybody that's watching sees me there please come say hello like i love just being around other 49ers fans so please 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 do yeah rob are you gonna be wearing your sam darnold jersey no nick i'm not so nick is is making reference to michelle and i have a bet michelle maju who does like friday show on the gold standard yeah a season long bet. And if she's more right about the Niners this year than I am, I have to buy and wear a Sam Darnold 49ers Jersey. And if I'm right, she they has even to make buy. those <laughs> right. I've got to custom <laughs> order this thing. And if I win, then she has to buy and wear a Juwan Jennings Jersey because for some reason she has an irrational hatred of Juwan Jennings. I don't know why, but she does. And so that's the bet that we have. It's so specific, like yeah, like I don't know why she doesn't like just because he's like slow and he's you know was a seventh round pick. It's like okay, but he's he's good at what he does. Although that kind of has gone away, Steph. Like the third and Jawan, because it's like third and McCaffrey, or bit. they just flat out don't have third downs on drives. They gained you know, a first down on like fifty percent of plays last week. You know what we have seen lately, though. If you have fourth and a little, throw it to Kittle. Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He's been the he's been the the fourth down kind of guy. I'm I'm curious if they'll go for it on fourth down at any point against the Cowboys. That'd be, you know, quite the adventure. But <laughs> well, yeah. that will that will tell you what Kyle thinks of the game because oh, he's talked about it this year. He goes for it when he thinks they need points. So if you see Dallas start moving the ball early against San Francisco, you may see aggressive Kyle. And you know I love aggressive Kyle. I love aggressive Kyle. Never never leave us aggressive Kyle. All right, Rob. Well, I will definitely be meeting up with you at the game at some point. Hopefully I see you out at the tailgate, wherever you're going to be. We'll, we'll stay in touch. Um, 
But guys, thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up if you have not yet. And go ahead and uh, follow Rob on the Gold Standard Network. You know, he has his shows, his daily shows on the weekday or pretty much every day of the week. Rob, why don't you tell us what you have going on? So we have long form shows every weekday, actually pretty much every day now that the season's going to be honest we do a 49ers and five which is like a quick news update every morning for you and uh, actually today a little later today i'm going to load up the madden simulation niners cowboys i have let the madden gods hash it out and so i will upload that to the channel as well I love it. So link to Rob's channel is in the description of this YouTube video. Audio listeners, make sure you guys leave a rating and a review if you're feeling so kind. But for now, have a good rest of your Thursday, folks. Peace.